I'm Sylvia Burgos Tofnes, and this is Deep Roots Radio. Every week, my guests help us connect the dots between what we eat and how it's grown because every single food dollar we spend either protects or degrades the environment, produces foods with high nutrition or empty calories, and either helps pay a fair wage or keeps farm workers among the working poor. We get to make that choice every time we push a cart through the grocery store, visit the farmer's market, and eat at a restaurant. I hope you enjoy this interview. So we have um, a wonderful opportunity to talk once again to Jennifer Dean, who is an organizer of the co-op farm tour. And we've talked with you before, Jennifer, so welcome to the radio show once again. Yes, thank you so much for having me today, Sylvia. It's wonderful to get a chance to talk with you again and to, uh, yeah, talk a little bit more about the co-op farm tour, which we both love so much. Well, Jennifer, I know that you've been organizing this tour for quite a while. How how many years has it been offered? So the co-op farm tour started back in 2010, uh, and it was a an event that was organized by um, several Twin Cities co-ops and co-ops in, large, in greater Minnesota as well um, as a way to kind of showcase our wonderful local farming community, um, give people an opportunity to learn how their food gets to their table, and to connect with the people behind uh, our local food system. Now, how many uh, farms are kind of signed up for this uh, co-op farm tour for the 2022? This year there are 21 farms um, split between five regions. Uh, so we have a western loop of the tour, an eastern loop, which includes your farm, uh, a southeastern um, to the south of the Twin Cities, and then actually an urban farms loop as well. Wow. Tell me a little bit about that urban farm, because when most people think farm, they're thinking of something, you know, 20 acres, 2,000 acres. How is it that urban farms work into this tour? Yeah, so this year we have three urban farms on the tour. We have um, two of them are 501c3 nonprofit organizations that run these farms, and one is run by the Minneapolis Park District. So there is Frogtown Farm, which is a certified organic educational farm in the heart of the Frogtown neighborhood in St. Paul. It's um, actually one of the largest urban farms in the country, I believe, um, and they grow everything out there they have you know some some um perennial crops uh all the way to you know annual vegetables and pollinator flowers um and they sell a little bit through farmers markets they um provide food for the local community and they educate people in the neighborhood and empower them to be able to learn to grow their own food um and there's also the J.D. River Children's Garden, uh, who is going to be having more like kid-friendly, kid-focused. Everything in the garden is organized from a child's perspective, and they have a lot of fun um, farm activities. And then Urban Roots, who is a nonprofit also in St. Paul, with paid internships and education for youth who are interested in learning how to grow their own food, um, environmental stewardship, and um, yeah, feeding their communities. You know, this is such a big effort and, and my husband and I, Dave and I have been so very uh, 
glad to be a part of the Cobb Farm Tour year after year um, because it speaks directly to our values, doing things environmentally well, uh, practicing humane animal treatment, as well as producing food that really tastes great and is high in nutrition. Why do the food co-ops decide, why did they decide to come together to offer this kind of experience? Yeah, so um, being that we are all cooperative businesses, there are certain um, principles and guiding, I would say, guiding goals for all of us, even though we're all doing things a little bit differently, we're all separate businesses and entities, um, we're cooperative grocery stores, and some of the things that govern us are things like concern for our communities, um, education and information for the public, and I think that this uh, this tour really helps us to get at both of those goals. And another thing that we um, use as a guiding principle is cooperation amongst co-ops. So it's not unusual for cooperative businesses to work together towards common goals. Um, and we we both, all of us that, that kind of are in this, there are um, both sponsoring co-ops now at this point, all of us are are very committed to supporting local farmers promoting local businesses, providing markets for local farmers, especially smaller family farms, obviously sustainable and organic farms, um, and sourcing as much responsibly and humanely as possible on everything that we carry. So it it seemed like a great way to engage the public, um, further our mission around education and, and care for our communities, uh, through environmental stewardship and through promoting the local food system. Mm. You know, one of the things that strikes me about the co-op farm tour year after year is how well it's organized and how beautifully you promote it. So you mentioned that it's organized by a number or rather sponsored by a number of cooperatives and you are kind of the guiding light as far as organizing this and promoting it goes, Jennifer. So how does somebody find out like where they can go visit, how to find a farm? Yeah, so um, all of the participating food cooperatives, which again, there's uh, 12 of us this year, two actually new ones who joined us um, from Wisconsin. So it was just Minnesota co-ops and we're actually expanding it a little bit. Menominee Markets and uh, We Market, Whole Earth Co-op, uh, both joined us this year. So that was really great. And we have a website that we've been curating and updating that will tell you a little bit about all the farmers. There's an interactive map. There's even a guidebook online that will tell you what to expect at each farm. Um, and that's at coopfarmtour.com. You can actually follow us on social media as well for updates about the tour. And we've been doing um, little spotlights on each farm uh, leading up to the tour, which we're pretty excited about this year. That's that. Um, at Co-op Farm Tour on both Instagram and Facebook. And then all of the participating co-ops actually have guidebooks um, that people can pick up as well. And like mm. I said, those guidebooks are great to bring with because they tell you just a little short snippet about each farm. They have, you know, all the different activities and things delineated that you can expect on the tour. There's also a map and then some kind of tips and tricks for the tour to keep in mind when you're out um, having your mm. farm adventure. You know, that's one of the things I really like about your guidebook. One is that it is available in both uh, online and printed form. So 
there'll be some that will be available for people to see at the farm table restaurant in downtown Amory. But going online too, you can actually print out at your own home computer aspects of it so that you can take your self-guided tour on that day, which is July 16th from 10 a.m. till 4 p.m. Now, one of the things that's really, another thing that's really interesting, Jennifer, is that as you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, these um, farms are kind of clustered in regions, which I find just so useful because people can decide, hey, I think I'll, I'll visit four farms in this region and then move down and take a look at two farms in another region. So it really makes for a nice uh, way to map out your time. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a great way to uh, switch it up from year to year as well. So we, we talked to a lot of people on the farm tour that maybe heard about it from a friend or family member, or they, you know, it's a tradition that they come with their mom or their kids or whoever every year. Um, and usually they'll choose different loops. So maybe last year they went to the western farms, and this year they're going to the southern farms, and next year they'll go to the eastern farms. Um, and as you know, several of the farms on the tour um, repeat, you know, from year to year, but we're always trying to um, bring in some new farms and change people out. So there's always a little bit of difference, even if you do, you know, continue to do the same region of the tour year after year, you're still going to see a little bit of variation and some different things from year to year. Now, what happens? What can people expect when they go visit a farm? Is it different from place to place? Yeah, it's definitely different from place to place, but some of the things in common that I would say is usually when you pull up, you know, you'll park your car. Um, there's usually someone to greet you at a sign-in table, and you'll sign in the people in your group. That just helps us to kind of track um, things for planning for next year. And then from there, it's it's a little different from farm to farm. So some people are doing guided tours that start every hour on the hour. Some people are doing more um, open house style, so uh, it's more of, you know, self-guided tour around their farm and their signs maybe or other things directing you what to look at. Um, lots of people do farm uh, goods and, and food for sale or sample. That's a really popular mm. one. Um, and then a lot, a lot of the farms do things like farming demonstrations. There might be interactive farming activities things like you pick berries or, um, you know, I think you've done that in the past, Sylvia, seeing your cattle herd move um, to new pasture. Um, mm -hmm. And then some farms do things like, you know, live music, uh, yard games, food trucks, adult beverages for sale. Um, so it really runs the gamut, and each farm um, kind of kind of approaches it in their own way. Um, some are very, very guided. Some are much more open house style, and some are some are quite a party on the farm. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, have you seen have you seen things change very much over the course of the last, you know, eight ten years, uh, especially before and after COVID? We seem to be coming out of it now. Yeah. So, um, I will say, and I should have mentioned this when we were talking about sponsoring co-ops. So the coordination responsibilities, the main coordination responsibilities for the tour um, will change uh, periodically. We, we share them as cooperative businesses. So um, Lakewinds took over coordination in 2019. Um, obviously, we couldn't have a tour in 2020. 
Um, but people were very excited to get back on the farm last year in 2021. We overall, I do have statistics, you know, from past years a little bit, and we've definitely seen the farm tour grow from year to year. Um, there's a lot of word of mouth, as I said before, and people who look forward to this now every year, and, and the word is kind of getting out a little bit more, um, which is great. And even amongst farmers, it's um, we're just this year alone, I've I've had three or four requests for people um, who want to be invited on next year's tour. So um, that helps us to grow the tour and, you know, feature more local farms and feature, bring in, you know, other co-op partners who can kind of help us um, with the responsibilities of promoting and volunteering, which is really important um, to making the tour run. You know, you just mentioned volunteering, um, and I am so grateful that we will have a couple of volunteers that you signed up and provided for us on the farm. They've always been so not only helpful, but fun people uh, to meet and to help uh, be on our farm. So if you're a farmer out there and you're thinking of being a part of this kind of tour, the co-op farm tour, uh, know that there may be people to help and that uh, you will be supported by an amazing uh, organization of natural food co-ops um, in organizing the map and getting things promoted. One of the things I've liked to uh, Jennifer is the video that you have on your website yeah. because it does such a good job of, of helping people understand what might be going on. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. I think that was from the 2019 tour. Um, so again, you'll see some farms on there who are no longer on the tour, some who are, who are back. Um, Big River Farms, which is a an incubator educational farm owned by or run by um, the food group, which is a food uh, bank. They are, you know, have been on the tour in the past and will be again this year after taking a couple years off. So it's it's always really nice to give people the opportunity to, you know, see as many different types of farming as possible um, and learn about different opportunities that are out there for them to support local foods. And, um, and yeah, just kind of connect with, with what it actually takes to get the food to their table. Boy, that's an awfully good point. You know, what does it take? Uh, what's the connection between what we eat and how it's grown? And the co-op farm tour that will be taking place July 16th, that's a Saturday from 10 to 4, really helps make those linkages very, very visible, very, very tangible, and it's a great tour to take. You know, Jennifer, I joined my first food co-op in uh, 1973 in Duluth, Minnesota, when wow. I first transplanted to this part of the upper Midwest. And at that time, it was a tiny little storefront. You could still smell the fresh pine boards on the floor and the wooden barrels that held the food, and it was uh, staffed by volunteers. Well, forward to today, and food co-ops are a vastly different type of place. Um, I served on the board of the Wedge Co-op, oh my, it must be about 25 years ago, and even then it was going through major growing transitions. Um, when people think natural food co-ops, um, how would you describe them today? 
I think food co-ops are a great way for people to engage with food directly in our local food system. They're also, um, you know, far more personal than a conventional grocery store because a good food co-op should reflect the neighborhood that it's serving. Um, so thinking about the types of food, the people that live there, what's available seasonally, um, all go into food cooperatives. And as I said a little bit before, um, it's it's about it's about the food, but it's also about more than the food, if that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. We're not there just to, you know, make a bunch of money off of the community. We're there to serve the community. Um, and giving back is built into everything that we do. When I'm explaining, um, you know, I, I give actually a fair amount of store tours as well in my position for Lakewinds. Um, and one of the things that I like to mention to people that I think doesn't always come across, everybody's welcome to shop at a food cooperative. You don't need to be a member to shop there at most food cooperatives, including all of them, you know, in the Twin Cities region and, and greater Minnesota. Um, but people who choose to become owners of the co-op, that's really what they're doing. They're, they're buying stock in our company, um, and they're the owners. There isn't, like, some CEO at the top who's making a bunch of bonuses or something like that. There's a board of directors that's democratically elected by the owners of the co-op, um, and, and those people kind of speak and help to guide the ship, so to speak. So um, when you shop at a food co-op, you are supporting so much more than just a, a business and the people that work there. You're really supporting the community and um, providing, I think, a service that is unique um, in the world that we live in today, something that's not profit-driven. Um, I mean, of course, we need, to, we need to keep the lights on. We need to pay our staff. We need to pay our vendors. Um, but at the end of the day, the reason that we're there, the reason that the business exists is to serve the community, you know, and that's about, you know, fresh, local, healthy food, but it's also about education, community support, and giving back to the community in in ways like the co-op farm tour. Yeah, such amazing connection to shared values of the of the food purchaser, the food lover, um, mm -hmm. the co-ops, and the farmers. It just is a is a combination that uh, is really steeped and anchored in shared values of of who we are and what we value, mm -hmm. and that I really appreciate that. So one of the things that um, I guess I had been aware of years ago, but I don't know if it's still true, Jennifer, and that is that the Twin Cities area. Is, has some of the greatest concentration of natural food co-ops in the United States. Um, that was a statistic that I kind of uh, was, was advised about many, many years ago. And from the growth of the natural food co-ops in our area now, where some of our co-ops have two and three outlets, it seems to be that, that we're a part of the United States that remains very um, committed to this kind of business model? You know, I think that's true. Um, it does seem like uh, we have, we're very fortunate to have such a good concentration of food cooperatives in Minnesota and Wisconsin, especially 
Um, but yeah, in, in the Midwest, this this value of supporting those farmers, supporting local food, um, it's something that I think really it enriches and and just um, makes our community so much more vibrant and makes it so much more sustainable, sustainable as far as the environment, but also as far as sustainability. You know, as as a system, we saw during the during the um, COVID pandemic that there were a lot of you know food supply and and chain supply chain issues, and a lot of the co-ops didn't quite go through the same you know, growing pains as we saw on, on like a national scale because we do supply or source so much of what we supply through local vendors. Um, mm. You know, even even I know that like you and with, you know, the beef cattle that you raise, of course we're aware of all of the processing bottlenecks that were going on um, for, you know, meat animals. And I know that, you know, there was a little bit of that locally as well, but not on the same scale at all as what we saw um, nationally. And I think I think that supporting a vibrant local food system just strengthens us in myriad ways. You know, it's it's beyond mm -hmm. it's beyond just the jobs that, and the money that you're putting back into the community. It really does strengthen the food system. Well, Jennifer, as we're wrapping up here, uh, let's say uh, – somebody is going to be visiting farms from the first time on this co-op farm tour, what should they uh, wear so that they, oh, they can take yeah. full part in the activities? <laughs> good, good call. I would say wear shoes that are sturdy and you don't mind getting dirty. <laughs> I would say bring an umbrella because you just never know and a hat and sunscreen and sunglasses is a good idea. And I always tell people too, for something like this, it's nice to dress in layers, so maybe bring, you know, a light pair of pants in case you do want to um, go and explore a little deeper and and uh, maybe don't want to have to worry about bugs and ticks and things like that. Um, and also bring, you know, your T-shirt and, an, you know, maybe a long sleeve light overshirt so that you can be comfortable no matter what uh, is going on for the day. Good, smart advice. I think as a farmer, I'd add one more uh, notion, and that is understand that these are working farms. And yeah. so if there are signs that say, please don't go beyond a fence or please don't get on this equipment, um, I hope that you that visitors will honor that. Yeah, and I'd also add that, um, you know, this is unfortunately not a pet-friendly tour, and on some farms it can actually be dangerous to the livestock or other um, you know, guardian dogs and things like that if you were to bring your pet with. So best to leave your pet at home. All right, Jennifer, as we wrap up here, what is a website, again, that people can go to to learn more about the Co-op Farm Tour and to take a look at the guides? It's coopfarmtour.com. Thanks. Thanks so much, Jennifer. I hope that this weekend turns out to be a good one for you as well. Thanks, Sylvia. It's been a pleasure. Visit my website, bronxtobarn.com, to download this and past interviews, to learn about my farm, and to reserve 100% grass-fed beef. We deliver to Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota. Thanks.